conversations over coffee. This is Meet Me for Coffee. My name's Don Moltrup, and I'm glad to be on the show. Meet Me for Coffee. Thanks for making the time today. I was uh, looking at your your portfolio, and I there is a lot of different types of modeling that you do. Can you explain it? Yes. Um, well, I go. I do a lot of modeling in New York City for a set New York City, and they help end child trafficking and help bring awareness to the homeless. I love doing charity work for them. I also do runway work. Um, for hair tutorials, I've worked for L'Oreal. You go on the runway and they fix your hair and then they have some people that uh, are working on hair as show as the runway is going. And I'm also in a competition where you go compete for top model. So yeah, there's different kinds. And then there's, there's a kind of runway where you go and runway for different clothing companies to promote their their outfits. So there's, there's all different kinds of modeling and I do them all. I never realized that, you know, there's probably been more um, types of modeling than you just mentioned too. But uh, the sex trafficking thing is a very big thing. I watched a movie a few years ago, actually was in one of those uh, independent film festivals. And it talked about how uh, child trafficking and sex trafficking um, it's sometimes it takes place they take uh, girls or children or whatever uh, from these towns that have no uh, phone reception. And uh, sometimes it's like almost impossible to find your child because they take them all over the world. In this case, they found the girl in like a little house or like an apartment almost in Turkey. Um, It's a very big deal, isn't it? It is. It is very big. I don't think people realize how big it is. I mean, there there is a movie, um, are you a Liam Neeson fan at all? Um, no, actually, I'm not. <laughs> you got to watch Taken. Taken is about, well, Liam Neeson, he let his daughter go on a vacation. And uh, these people kidnapped her and her friend. And he's like, you know what? I don't know who you are, but I'll find you or whatever. But he's a tough guy. So he, he decided to uh, go find the girl. And she was actually being auctioned off in some type of uh, almost like a fashion show for child traffickers, the, the kingpins, right? And yeah. uh, it just makes me um, really think that for those people, there's a lot of money in this too. There's a lot at stake uh, for the family and everyone around, including obviously the kingpin. And number three, maybe people can be a bit more enlightened about uh, child trafficking. What do you recommend? Do you recommend that you have children too, right? Yes. Do you recommend uh, self-defense, like learning Kung Fu, karate? Um, a lot of this stuff could help them in the long run, right? And, and also being educated in that specific thing about child trafficking. You are actually uh, an, a model for this. So uh, what a great opportunity for you to be a role model and tell your children and, and educate them on this, right? Yeah, and I think it's for a good cause. And I go down to New York City. It's my favorite runway show to do because I love to support the cause. So I try and do it as often as I can. So I go down there probably once or twice a month for the occasion, depending. You're from Vermont, right? So you said, was it four and a half hours, you said? Sorry, I cut you off there. Um, But how often do you step on a plane and go somewhere to act? Um, 
I was doing it probably twice a month, but I took some time off to work on my book recently. So I'm right now in a modeling competition and working on writing. So I, I hear that Stephen King is going to have some competition after your book comes out. I'm, I'm hoping for the next couple of years that book comes out. Uh, we spoke earlier off the air about your your publication. It's called Magnetism. So how'd you come up with that title? When I was younger, I every time I would put a watch on, it would die. Uh, my body has this magnetism that drains watches, a small electronic. Um, it runs in my family. My grandfather has it. My dad has it. So it's something that I've kind of grown up with. Um, I could take someone's cell phone with a flashlight and as soon as I touch it the light will start flickering on it it's really funny and then I can hand it back to the person and it'll stop it's just odd things like that um so I kind of got my inspiration for my story from kind of true life but it's something odd and unusual that you know people don't even think about or realize you know it's it's something that doesn't that happens to like maybe a small handful of people this is incredible I've never thought that was actually possible so it runs in your family. And uh, at what age did you discover that you had, a, what would you call this, like a, a superpower, maybe? I guess you could call it that. Um, I think I was around 12 when I started. My dad had bought me my first watch, and it died within two days of wearing it. So he, we put a new battery in it, and it died again within a couple days. And then are we, he are realized, we talking about the digital watch or no? Oh, it doesn't matter if it's a okay. wind up watch or if it's digital. If it's digital, you can see the numbers will disappear and you can only see like parts of the numbers. Oh my God. It's really funny. So I just, I got my inspiration from my book from that. I mean, if I, the more active I am, I guess it's weird because I have this old fashioned digital radio that I plug in and. Every time I would turn the radio up and I'd dance too close to it or exercise too close to it, all the numbers would disappear and you could see just little dots of the numbers. But if I walked away for like a couple hours, I'd come back, it would be working fine again. Did you grow up near a nuclear plant maybe? Maybe that's <laughs> why. Uh, I'm thinking, was there a lot, is there a lot of alien activity in, in Vermont? I don't know. Did you live in a farm town where there were some pretty crazy things happening? Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to correlate everything. This is this is insane. This is stuff you see on uh, maybe like a TV show. I mean, this is unbelievable. I did grow up on a farm, and it does. It's it's very odd. It it happens a lot more than I could even explain. It's almost like when I'm exercising or my energy is boosted, it's it's stronger. Because I can get into a car and touch a radio and the radio will either go off or it'll, it'll start flickering in and out. Is this on like a disclaimer when you, uh, you pitch yourself for a job or your agent uh, sells you for a uh, possible uh, you know, next gig? It's like, you know, this woman, she's super talented. She's got like this magnetism about her, but uh, don't keep any electronics around her. Obviously, you have a phone, um, it, might, it might drain, but... This is insane. Like, I, I can't even believe we're talking about this. This is insane. Like, I had no clue. Like, 
I don't tell many people about it because I don't want them to think I'm weird, but all my family tells me to stay away from their phones, to uh, stay away from their electronics. Sometimes I'm told, get out of the car. It's not working right. It's going to die. I mean, they pick on me all the time. It's really funny. So let's talk about the premise uh, of magnetism. Okay. So based on all of what I said, the book is about a girl who was born with two souls and one physical form. And when she turns 13, her soul enters her body with her other soul, and they get this immense magnetism that drains energy from all electronics around. And then she has to figure out how to use the energy that her body has harnessed. We can make this a movie. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. I'm having a really good time writing it. And I've gotten a lot done, and I'm hoping within the next month or so, the book will be done, published, and out on shelves. I'm pretty strong-willed about getting things done, so... That's amazing. How many children do you have? Too many to count. I have so many uh, teenager kids that call me mom and say, oh, I wish you were my mom. And I'm like, "You're, you're a son to me. You're a daughter to me. I have, like, mentally adopted so many children, I can't even count. So your grocery bills must be through the roof then, right? (laughs) I have three children. So I have uh, two girls. They're a bit older and I had a new baby uh, boy. And obviously, you know, the baby actually costs a lot of money with the wipes and the diaper and uh, the formula is extremely crazy to find. And uh, right now there's a situation happening in our countries that coronavirus stuff. Today I went out and I, you know, I, I found some toilet paper. Oh my God. I, I felt like when I walked through the door to come home, people were going to like give me a round of applause or something like that because what an insane time to be alive. What's your thoughts on this? My thoughts are I'm going to come to your house and raid you because I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 ordered, I ordered baby wipes on Amazon probably two weeks ago and I looked at the order like, cause I'm an Amazon prime member and usually you get this, this incentive where the, the stuff comes almost instantly or within a couple of days and Huggies is so far backed up that I'm not going to get my wipes for like another two weeks. I went online to go look up hand sanitizer to buy, but, uh, it was all coming from China. So it was going to take a while. It, what an insane time to live. There's, um, many more cases today uh, than yesterday. Um, what do you have to say about the coronavirus? Um, I think it's a terrible thing. Um, it's unbelievable what's going on with everybody just having, I don't think in a thousand years, I could even imagine everybody around the world being quarantined like this. I know a lot of people are going online and they're saying, you know, prayers for this to be gone prayers for, you know, people to be able to come out and live again. But, you know, all the talking and all the prayers and everything that I see posted online, I don't see anyone saying anything about all the people who have lost members of their family because of this and praying for their hearts to be healed. I mean, I keep thinking about, you know, if that was, if one of my family members passed away, how brokenhearted I would be. And I don't think anyone's really looking at people who have lost 
people. They're not praying for, I mean, they, they, they must be so hurt all the million, thousands of people so far that have passed away that are just missing their families. Oh my God. I heard about this family in New Jersey and they've lost many people within their family. Like yes. this is real and people are not taking it seriously. Like earlier last week or earlier this week, there's, there's people on the beaches of Florida just having a good time for spring break and their excuse is, you know, if it happens, it happens. Well, you know what? If that was my son saying that on the news, I'd punch him right in the face when he got home because come on, like we have to protect ourselves somehow. Obviously people who have weakened immune systems or have a prelaying uh, disorder or problem are, are the ones that get sick more often. So, you know, we're really endangering people uh, by thinking like really ignorantly, right? They're not valuing their life and everyone's around them. It's, it's just, it's, they don't care. They're looking at it as get out, party, have fun. If it happens, it happens. I don't know. It's just not thinking about the other people. They're not, they're not valuing their life. So there, there was that one kid, I don't know if you ever saw that one clip where he's saying, you know, whatever happens, happens or whatever. He had a promising career in hockey. So guess what happens now? He's done. People do not understand the ramifications of acting like a complete idiot. There was a a guy who would scream, uh, you know, uh, weird obscenities in, um, it was like a trend. It's like F her and the whatever uh, in the background of the news or something. So this guy in my area here did the exact same thing during a newscast. They found him. He had a great job with the hydro company. They fired him and made an example of him saying that, you know what, if you don't represent us the proper way, a lot of this stuff is life lessons, but maybe at some points it's very, it's too late. It's too late for you, especially if you're 46, 50 years old, nobody's going to want to hire you again, right? Well, you know, sometimes people just don't have the same mentality. I mean, not everyone thinks the same. Some people, you know, their mind works, they view it differently, and they just, they don't understand. They can't grasp. You could explain it to them uh, a million times over, and they just, they don't understand. I mean, some people, their mentality is still as of a child. You know, they don't, I mean, I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, but. No, it's true. Everybody's not the same. Yeah, that's very true. But people have to be willing to uh, make changes, um, become yes. a become a better person. It's very hard to change people, but it is. it's not hard to become a better person. Only if you want to the the person. So, Don, if you want to become a better person, it's up to you, right? It's not up to other people. Maybe. No, it's- Maybe this guy who had a, um, a promising hockey career who just ruined everything will look back now, and that's a life lesson for him. So he's going to obviously reevaluate this whole situation, right? That's what life is about. It's about learning. It's about making mistakes, and it's about looking back. And there is a reason for everything that happens. And, you know, he just needs to find, take a look at it and find out what the reason is and how to fix it and how to make his life better and move on from it. Uh, This is a good conversation. I want to talk about your appearance on Orange is the New Black. Talk about that. That was a lot of fun. That was actually in a prison in New York City that was closed down and turned into a movie studio. And I remember going there. It was one day, it was so, so cold. There was a storm. 
it was sleeting, snowing. It was so cold in the middle of the winter. And they were telling people to stay in. Cars were kind of sliding off the road. It was like one of these cold, treacherous days. And I went there and my uniform was ready, my prison uniform and my shoes. And I um, cut my hair really short. I was the lead dyke in the lunchroom and there was no heat in the building, no heat anywhere. It was so cold. And we were wearing like these flimsy little outfits. Uh, Everyone's feet were frozen. Uh, And I remember going from the lunchroom and sitting down with a couple girls who was looking at this cookbook, trying to figure out, you know, talking about sissy foods and stuff so I kind of had to be the tough girl and tell them you know they were I had to say no you guys are wimps and I got up I was angry with them and then I had to get there were these three black girls that I had walked by that wanted to start a fight with me because you know I was racist and didn't like black so I mean it was it was really fun I had a I had a great experience it was really cold. And at the end of the day, when I went to leave, I could not get a lift driver. I went through like three lift drivers that canceled on me because they were terrified to come to the prison and especially in a snowstorm. So I think I stood outside for about 45 minutes before I finally got a lift driver to come. And he didn't even come to the prison. I actually had to run down to the main road and stand under the street lamp for him to even pick me up. That's that's a good story. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you meet any of the stars like Taylor Schilling, Laura Prepon, or uh, Ruby Rose at all? Yes, all of them. <laughs> No way. Laura Prepon is one of my uh, favorite actresses out there. Um, I really enjoyed her on this, That 70s Show. You remember that show? Yes, I do. It's an awesome show. Did you guys, do you guys keep in contact with, do you keep in contact with anybody from that show at all? Um, I keep in contact with some people from that show. Um, I have a few big friends on Facebook, but I try and keep my profile pretty private because I don't want, you know, a lot of, I have some stars that I don't want their reputation to be like spread <laughs> exactly um well i appreciate you coming out and uh sitting down for coffee with me so how do you take your coffee um most of the times i drink uh supplementary coffee and i put almond milk in and stevia beautiful and you, you, we talked about this earlier too you like your keto coffee Yes, that's my supplementary coffee. I actually just uh, got my package in for my new order of my coffee yesterday. Well, I appreciate it, Don. Thanks for coming out. 